Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey, what's up, Life Central Church? I hope you're doing all right this morning. It is a privilege to come and get to speak to you in the last of our series, Making the Most, where we've been speaking about how we make the most of this one and only life that we get. My name's Harvey. I'm the youth pastor here, uh, which means I get to spend my time hanging out with young people, journeying with young people, watching them explore what it means to follow Jesus, which is awesome. With so many of our young people serving on teams this morning, on tech team, on kids team, because as we love Jesus more, we begin to love people better. Um, and that's what these guys are doing. They're trying to live out their faith by serving Jesus in the church, which is awesome. Um, it's a great place to be. I am married to the beautiful Iona, four months married. Um, I don't know how she's doing it, but she's putting up with me, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, we're living the dream. Uh, she serves on youth team with me on a Sunday as well. I think she just can't get enough of me, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know. Um, I'll move on quickly because she's staring at me. Um, <laughs> um, but we get that privilege of serving together. Um, if you know anything about me, then you know one of the, my favorite things to do is go to the beach, right? I will travel four hours and four hours back in one day just to spend some time at the beach, right? I love the sea. I love going for a swim. I love going for a surf. I love just admiring the power of the sea, like soaking it in, like literally soaking it in, right? Um, And one time I remember being on holiday and we decided to go in the sea. I was going to go for a surf, so I dragged my surfboard out. But see, the waves were so huge, I could not get out past the waves. Like they were destroying me. There was just no way of me surfing that day. So I decided I'll go put my surfboard back. Um, And me and Iona decided we'd go for a swim. We'd enjoy the waves um, instead. But see, these waves were huge, right? They were like on top of us, like 10 foot in the air, like destroying us. The kind of waves you've got to hold on to your shorts, right? Because you don't want to, you know what I mean. Um, didn't want to lose those. So we're getting destroyed by these waves. So we decide that we are going to get out of the water. It's probably the wise thing to do. Um, and so Iona, she turns around. She starts heading back towards the beach, obviously not looking at what's behind her. Here's a photo that I found which represents what I saw behind her. Um, it wasn't quite that. It's a bit of exaggeration. But it was this huge wave was coming towards her, right? And the loving husband that I am, I just start shouting because there's not a lot else you can do. Um, so I'm shouting at Iona. I see this wave coming, uh, but she can't hear me. So this wave just tackles her, right? She's gone. Like 10 seconds, vanishes. I'm freaking out like I've lost her. This is it. Uh, but she pops back up. She's okay. Um, but the thing is, there was nothing I could do to stop this wave. Like, it doesn't matter how hard I ran up the wave. Like, I couldn't have redirected the wave. This wave was unstoppable. Um, and see, the question I was given today is just a small topic. It's how do we make a difference in this world so that our one and only life makes an impact, right? Just a small topic. Um, But see, I was wondering, what if today there are some people in this room that God wants to use to create unstoppable waves into our nation, waves that carry hope, waves that carry freedom, waves that carry love, waves that bring false kings and false kingdoms to their knees, waves that challenge what is normal in our society, See, what if God wants us to make waves in this community? What if making an impact, making a difference in this world, what if it starts by saying, God, use me to make waves and ripples in this nation? God, would you make waves through 
me. And so today we're going to look at three points, three points that I've learned from surfing um, and some things that we can do that might help create waves that have an impact in our future and the future of the people around us as well that go beyond the small amount of time that we are here. Um, so we've only got 20 minutes today, um, but we know that God can use a moment to spark a movement, right? So I'm praying that God might spark something in you today um, that you can take out of this building as well. So we're going to look at the, the life of a guy called Peter in the Bible. Now Peter is a fish um, and he's fishing for fish, as normal people do who are fishermen. And Jesus comes up to Peter and he's like, hey, I want to teach you to fish for men. And so Peter becomes one of Jesus's followers, his disciples, right? He spends three years with Jesus as one of like his best friends. And so he's with Jesus for those three years, watches him do amazing miracles, raise the dead, heal the sick, um, does amazing things. But then what happens is Jesus gets arrested, and this is where we're going to jump into the story because I think there's so much we can learn from what happens in Peter's life here. In John 18, 25 to 27, here it is. Meanwhile, Simon Peter, I'll explain why he's got two names in a minute. Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I'm not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, we'll get to that as well, he challenged him, didn't I see you with him in the garden? Didn't I see you with Jesus in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. See, here's the thing. I think it's so easy to act in a moment. It's so easy to act in a moment, act out of our feelings, act out of our emotions, act out of our pain. We can grumble at our wife when we've had a bad day. Sorry, Iona. Um, we can get angry at our kids because they don't do something the way that we want them to do it. But see, Peter, he acts in a moment based on his feelings. He begins to deny that he even knew Jesus. He'd known Jesus. He'd seen him do amazing things. But now that Jesus is gone, now that he can't see him, he begins to deny that he even knew him, let alone the power that Jesus has. He loses his perspective. Here's my first point about surfing. Watch the wave. We've got to watch the wave, when you go surfing, before you start paddling, before you can get up and stand on a board and try and look cool, you've got to get a perspective of the wave. You've got to weigh up the direction and the size of the wave if you're going to move where the wave is going to go. You've got to get your perspective right first. Um, a quote that someone told me as a teenager, it stuck with me for the rest of my life. It was this, perspective determines posture. How you see the world determines what you will seek. How you view God, how you view your situation determines what you will do next. And see, when I was younger, um, one winter, we decided we'd do this thing called it's a snowball fight, right? It's normal to do. Um, so we went out to have a snowball fight and we got into this really bad habit. It's not good advice if you're a young person. It's not good advice if you're an adult, to be honest. But we would get these snowballs and we'd throw them at moving cars, right? Not a good idea, super dangerous. Um, and we were doing that for a while. And we found this part where there was this hedge, right, between a road and a path. And so we're hiding there. We're throwing these snowballs over the hedge at these cars. Not a good place to be. Um, and we hear this car coming. And so we duck down, we get ready. We've got these snowballs with us um, and we pick them up and we hear it coming. So we just launch these snowballs up in the air. We're ready for them to hit the car. We hear this bang, right? We've hit the windscreen. It's awesome. We're celebrating. We're having a good time. I look at my friend Charlie and see Charlie's just got this like white face, blank expression. Like he's like, what is going on? And I'm like, Charlie, are you okay? Um, and he's just pointing at the car. And so I turn around. Here's a picture of the car that we just nailed with a snowball. Um, <laughs> 
as you can imagine, we just get out of there, right? We run. Not a good place to be. But see, if I'd have known it was a police car, I probably would have responded a little bit differently. See, it's easy to act from how we're feeling without getting a full perspective. And Peter, he's the king of doing that, king of acting out of his feelings. He does it so many times in the Bible. There's this one time he sees Jesus walking on the water while he's in a boat. What does he do? He jumps out of the water and starts, jumps into the water and starts walking with him. Like, how do you even get to the point where you think, like, I can walk on the water with Jesus? Anyway, there's this other time in the Bible where Jesus starts getting arrested. Instead of looking around at all the soldiers that are there, he pulls out a sword, just cuts a guy's ear off, right? Jesus has got to pick it up, sticks it back on the side of his head, tells Peter off a little bit. Like, he acts out of his emotions. And now we're at this point where Jesus is in prison. He's seen him do incredible things. He's seen him do miracles. He's seen him raise the dead, heal the sick. But now that he's in prison, he's lost his perspective. And so out of his emotions, out of his feelings, he responds to some questions that are asked. And he denies that he even knew Jesus. Here's a bit of background to Peter. His name used to be Simon, um, but Jesus changes it to Peter, which means rock. And he says to him, you're the rock that I will build my church. When we talk about church, we're not talking about a building. We're talking about the people who follow God. Um, so he's saying, you are a foundation which I'm going to build my people on. Like, that's a huge thing. But here's something that you might not have known. God doesn't call you to a task, a place, or a purpose based on your ability. He calls you based on what he can do through you. Um, so be careful. Don't confuse what you can do by yourself with what God could do through you. That's what Peter does. Earlier in the story, he's ready to make waves for Jesus. He's ready to make a difference in the world. He's got Jesus with him. He's ready to do something. But now that he can't see Jesus, he's lost his perspective. But see, we're exactly the same, right? When we don't see Jesus moving in our lives... When it seems like we've prayed so many times and God hasn't done something. When it feels like there's no hope. When it feels like we're in a hard situation and God doesn't seem like he's there. So often we lose our perspective of who God is. And we start looking in at ourselves as well. See, I think that sometimes we've got to look back in order to move forwards. See, if Peter had just looked back at how Jesus had raised a dead man to life, if he'd have just looked back at how he turned water into wine, how he walked on water, then maybe he'd have understood that prison was not the end for Jesus. Maybe for us today, we've got to look back at the times where God has broke through in our family, the times where our marriage has been struggling and we've had to get down on our knees and pray and God has come through. Maybe the times where we've had to pray and ask for healing and he's healed somebody. Maybe we've got to look back in order to move forward into all that God has for us. We've got to get our perspective right. It's not about who we are, but it's about what God can do through us. Colossians 3 verse 2, it says this, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on God because it's not about, when we look in ourselves, it seems hopeless, but when we look at God, we understand that he is bigger and more powerful than anything we could ever understand. Um, I heard a quote a few weeks ago, God doesn't change what you see. He changes how you see what you see. I want a God perspective in my life, a God perspective in my relationships, a God perspective when times are difficult so that I can understand it's not about who I am. It's not about my strength. It's not about my ability, but it's about what God could do when I just get my perspective in line with his. It's my first point. Watch the way. Fix your eyes on Jesus. If you're wondering what difference can I make in the world, what waves can I make, here's a better question. How big is your God?
Um, I went to the beach uh, a while ago, a few months ago, I think now, um, with some people from the church. One of the guys I took with me was James. James is on Equip. He's doing his second year of Equip this year, which is awesome. Um, and so he was trying surfing for the first time. And so we get a few nice Instagram photos for him with a surfboard, you know, make him look cool and all of that. Um, and then he tries surfing for the first time. The first few times he, he starts paddling with the wave. He tries to stand up and he just bails every time. Right? And it gets to a point where he just kind of stops trying to stand up and just kind of glides in, lying down. Like he just gives up on trying to surf. Um, and I'm shouting at him like, James, if you want to sit down, if you want to lie down, you can go do that on the beach. You don't need to do that on a surf. Right? I'm getting a little bit mad, but I don't really know why because um, I'm kind of at the place now. I don't know whether it's marriage weight or like bone density. I sit on the surfboard. It seems a little bit too far under the water. Um, we're just broken people teaching broken people, really, right? Um, so I'm trying to help James out. Um, and I chat to him a little bit later, and he's just kind of like, well, the thing was, I was trying to stand up, but I kept falling off, and it was more enjoyable, more comfortable to just lie on the board. And see, so often, it's hard when we keep falling, right? I understand that. When we keep falling, when we keep trying to stand up and keep falling, when we fall off so many times, it's easier sometimes to just stay down. But what I was trying to explain to James is you won't get the full experience of surfing if you don't try to stand up. Like, what if today the full experience of what God wants to do in you and through you starts with you getting off your belly and onto your feet? It's not a comfy ride. What if it means standing up for something that's greater? My second point is this, stand on the wave. Stand on the wave. Peter, he's denied Jesus three times. He had the wrong perspective. He loses sight of what Jesus could do. And so he's left with the feelings of what he couldn't do, what waves he wouldn't be able to make, his failed impact. He's supposed to be the rock, but now he's crumbling. It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. You'd think after all he'd seen Jesus do, he'd have the right perspective, but he doesn't. He gets caught up in the problem, which we so easily do. And that's what he did. He just stays laying down on the board. And Jesus has to teach him something. And we look later in the book, after Jesus has died, and risen again, which I'll explain a little bit more in a bit, because that's the foundation of what we believe as Christians. But after he returns, um, we see this conversation, John 21. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now, here's the thing, right? Jesus doesn't ask questions that he doesn't know the answer to. Sometimes he has to ask us questions and get us questioning things to change our perspective. Um, and so he asked, he asked Simon these questions, asked Peter these questions three times he asked him. I imagine the first time Peter was a little bit like offended. I imagine the second time he was like, Come on, I just answered your question. Are you serious? But imagine the third time. He might have got it. Because for every time he denied Jesus, every time that he failed, every time he messed up, every time he made a mistake, see, Jesus gives him a second chance to say, yes, I do love you. And today, what if Jesus is giving us a second chance to come back to him as well? Um, 
But I think it goes further than that. I think Peter also understood at this point, at the end of those questions, Jesus asked him to do these real random things. Feed my sheep, feed my lambs. It doesn't seem to make sense. But here's what I think Peter understood in this moment. See, love is shown by how we stand. Love is shown by how we stand. What we do in the moment when everything is against us, when nothing makes sense. See, Peter, at first he crumbled. So Jesus has to teach him, when it's hard, you need to stand. What we're living for means making a stand. See, when we love somebody, right, don't look at anyone, right, it's going to be awkward if you do. Um, When we love somebody, we stand for them, right? If we didn't, if we didn't buy them flowers, if we didn't tell them that we love them, then what's the point? If we gave up when it got difficult and walked away, that's not what love looks like. See, what if making a difference in the world, making waves into the nations, living a life that people will be impacted by beyond our life? What if it means making a stand, even when it's difficult, when your boss is getting on your nerves, when you're trying to fight for justice and it just feels like it's tiring you out, when your marriage is getting difficult, when you don't want to show sympathy for your sibling who just keeps getting himself in that same situation? That's when we've got to be consistent in our character because here's the thing, the people who change the world, they don't change what they stand for. They don't change what they stand for. People like Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, they stand for something. You may need to stand today. Maybe you've been hurt before. Maybe you're finding life difficult and there's some areas in your life where you feel like you've given up. Maybe that's given up on a dream. Maybe that's given up on something you thought God wanted you to do. Maybe it's given up on God altogether. What if today God wants to help you stand in the same way that Jesus had to re-explain to Peter what it meant to stand? He had to help him up. I believe today that Jesus might want to help us stand again. Um, Peter, he didn't stand. He failed three times, but Jesus had to teach him, right? Because if you want to see lives change, if you want to see breakthrough in our community then maybe it starts with making a stand. What does it look like to stand up? To stand up against the flow when the world tells you one thing is the right thing to do, but you know God's way is better. How do you make a stand in those times? See, love is shown by how we stand no matter what battles we face. And here's a side note. I wasn't going to go there, but I'm going to. Not all battles are bad, right? When you go to the gym... um, I don't go to the gym, but some people might. Um, When you go to the gym and you lift weights, it hurts. So I've been told. It hurts. Um, And it tears your muscles, these little micro tears in your muscles. But here's the thing. Those muscles, those tears, they grow back over and they grow back stronger and bigger so that you can endure more weight. What if today the things that you're facing, the things that you're going through, not that God put them there. I'm not saying that he put those things in your life, but what I'm saying is God is with you now and he can help use those things to build you up in the future to face things that he might have for you going forward. Um, There's this story I love in the Bible, one of my favorite stories about a guy called Joshua who's leading these people called the Israelites. Um, They were slaves for a long time. Now they're set free. They wander in the desert for like 40 years. We won't get into that. But now they're at this promised land that God has promised to them. But it's got these walls, right? The walls are so thick and so tall. There's no way they are penetrating through these walls. And so God says to Joshua, hey, you just need to walk around these walls, right? Every day, walk around once. And on the seventh day, walk around seven times. Can you imagine his reaction, right? It doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, You want to get through the wall, just keep walking. Um, 
But he does it. They keep walking. And on the seventh day, they blow the trumpets. And the seventh time, the walls come down and they enter into the promised land. I didn't get it at first because I was thinking, why didn't he just bring the walls down on the first time and save them walking so they have more energy, right? But what if God was using that time? What if God was using that time to build their faith, to build their endurance, so that when those walls eventually came down, they would have the faith and the endurance to fight? What if today you're going through something and God wants to build endurance in you to fight the battles that are to come? Um, We're going to get on to my third point. Here it is. Move with the wave. Move with the wave. See, the last thing, once you've stood up and once you're going with the wave, you've got to start moving with the wave, right? A lot of that's in your hips, right? Stop looking at me like that. I'm married, right? Um, It's a lot of it's in your hips. You try and move with the wave. If you stand still, the wave's going to go without you. Um, And if you move in a different direction, then you're just going to bail. It's not going to work out well. But see, what if making a difference in the world, it requires movement, See, Nike's got it right. Just do it. We've got to do something if we make, want to make a difference in the world around us. And sometimes that's the hardest part of it all. It's more than just getting our perspective right. It's more than just standing up, but it's doing something about it. And maybe today that means sharing your goals and sharing your dreams with somebody you trust who can pray with you and journey with you through that. Maybe that means buying a coffee for somebody who's homeless. Maybe it means helping paint somebody's house. I don't know what that is for you. But I know that sometimes if we want to make waves, we've got to start moving. Um, And if you're a Christian here today, hey, here's the thing. You don't get a choice. Here's what it says in the Bible. It says, go into all the world and make disciples. It doesn't say stand. It doesn't say tolerate. It says go. See, what dreams has God put in your heart? Um, within our youth ministry, I'm believing that God has put future leaders in our youth ministry, that God has put future missionaries in our youth ministry, people who will be in the public sector working, people who will be all over the place with separate missions, but we're believing God's got a plan and a purpose for their lives. But that's not just for the youth ministry, that's for us as well. That God wants us to do something about it. We don't just live as Christians, if you're a Christian in the room, but we get to do something about it, and that's spread the name of Jesus to the nations. That's an exciting place to be. Um, I've got these old shoes on, right? The thing about these shoes, um, they split like right down the side. For a few weeks, I wore them with this big hole in. It was ridiculous. Um, But I decided I would super glue them together. Um, I've drawn all over them. They're a little bit of a mess. I've had them for a long time. But I've got another pair, which are exactly the same, right? Just different colors. Um, And I was going to wear those ones. But the thing is, they're not that comfortable. Like, they're they're quite painful to wear because they're brand new. Whereas these, they're they're like really comfortable. So I'm happy with them. Um, But what I understand is those new ones, if I can embrace the discomfort, they're going to take me way further than these ever will be able to because they're older, because they're falling apart. But so often we'd rather be comfortable. We'd rather be comfortable than live beyond comfort. What if today it's not about our comfort? What if today it's not about our happiness? What if today it's about stepping out of our comfort and understanding that God's plan might lie beyond that? That God might want us to do something about it. Maybe today that means serving on the dream team, even though you're a little bit nervous to join a team. 
We've got around 20 volunteers on youth team. They're committed week in and week out to serving young people, to being in small groups with teenagers because they believe that the faith of the next generation is worth fighting for and that they'll make a difference in their lives and in their communities. And so we're excited about that. That's why we do what we do. But let me tell you a story about Alex. She joined youth team um, a few months ago. Uh, she started joining youth team. Um, she's been part of like helping young people and serving young people in our small group structures. Um, and she came along to Limitless Festival with us. And throughout the week, there was a girl who hadn't been coming too long, but she started journeying with her, asking her how she was finding the week. And it was clear this girl was encountering Jesus. Um, and it got to this one point where they sat down in a field, had a chat, and this girl um, opened up about how she wanted to give her life to Jesus in the session, but she didn't feel comfortable doing it, and she felt like she missed it. Um, and Alex got to sit down and say, well, there's going to be other sessions. You can give your life to Jesus in those. It's okay. Um, and this girl said to her, no, I don't want to wait till a session. I want to give my life to Jesus now. So in the middle of a field in Stafford, Alex got to lead this girl to Jesus. Right? When we step out, God moves too. Let me tell you another story. There's a young person who became a Christian during uh, COVID. So it was all online. She'd been watching online. Um, and she decided that once we were back in person, one of the things she should do is invite her sister along to youth. Now, they both came to camp with us as well. Um, and her sister gives her life to Jesus, which is awesome. And now the two of them, they're fighting for their family to know Jesus together. See, when we step out, God moves too. When we step out, when we give, God moves too. But let me tell you something. Leon said it to us, I can't remember when. But we don't just give when we serve people. We invest, right? Because giving means you're not going to get anything back. Investment means there is something coming back. And we might not always see that, right? So Alex got to see that. This young person got to see that. But sometimes we don't see that. But here's the thing. What we give out is paid back into the kingdom of God, right? When we invest into God's kingdom, it is paid Back. We don't always see that, but we know God is working beyond what we see. See, we've looked at Peter a little bit. Peter doubted himself. He failed. He messed up. He, he decided that I don't want to uh, accept that I'd seen Jesus, right? Because I don't want to get locked up in prison. I'm afraid. I'm scared. Um, and Jesus has to teach him. He has to teach him that he's got a second chance, but he needs to stand and he needs to do something about it. That's what following Jesus is about. And here's what happens. He goes on. He steps out of this comfort zone. Later on in the Bible, we see that he preaches one of the greatest sermons that are in the Bible. And in Acts 2.41, here's what it says. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Now that's one powerful preach. He stepped out of his comfort zone. See, when we move with God, he moves in and through us. He uses us to impact the nation. See, the waves that we make, they start with saying, God, I'm open. See, we've got to watch the wave. We've got to get our perspective right. We've got to stand on the wave. We need to stand for something. We need to move with the wave. We've got to do something about it. But I think it goes beyond this. See, waves come and you either surf them or you bail. They're your options. See, I think one of the biggest waves that came, the wave that allows us to make waves into the nations and the people's lives around us, the biggest wave that we've seen is Jesus. See, we believe as Christians, the foundation of our faith is that we were created to know God. We were created to be in relationship with God. But we decided rather than living in God's best, we would do our own thing because we thought that was better. 
And what God has been doing throughout the story of the Bible, he's wanting to restore that relationship. And so what we see in Jesus is God comes down as a man called Jesus. He takes on the punishment for all of our mistakes, all the times we tried to do it on our own, and he dies on a cross with those, taking on those punishment. And when he is raised to life again, it means we are seen in light of what Jesus has done. So that punishment isn't there anymore. If you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus, that punishment is gone. And it means that we can live our lives knowing Jesus, not just now, but for eternity. See, that's the biggest wave that there is. And you get to choose whether or not you're going to surf that today. And we're going to give you an opportunity. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before, we'll give you that opportunity in a second. But here's what happens when you start following Jesus. We begin to watch Jesus. We understand that that who we are is it's insignificant compared to who Jesus is and what he can do with our lives and through our lives. We begin to stand on Jesus, understanding that living for him is far greater than anything we could live for on our own. We move with Jesus, taking a step out of our comfort zone and into all that God has for us. Because when we do, God moves. So today, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, if that's okay. Um, and we've got some people dotted around the room in blue t-shirts. Um, and they've got a little pack for you if you decide that you want to follow Jesus for the first time. Um, and so all you're going to need to do in a second is you're just going to need to raise your hand. They're going to put a little pack in your hand. It's got some next step stuff in it um, just for you to, to have a look at. See, we don't want to leave you on your own. We want to journey with you. Um, and so they're going to put that in your hand. But I want to encourage you, if that's you, talk to somebody you know who's a Christian. Grab one of the pastors in the church and you can chat with them about what that means for your life. But I'm going to pray. And if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. God, we thank you that you allow us to make waves. God, we thank you for your wave, God, your wave of salvation, your wave of freedom, God, that you offer to us. And Lord, I pray that we would be people who don't ignore that, God, but decide to follow that wave, God, and decide to make our own waves into this world for your kingdom. If that's you in the room right now, if you've never given your life to Jesus, all I want you to do is pop your hand in the air. See, we believe following Jesus is the best life that you could live. And all the hosts are going to do, they're going to put a little pack in your hand so that you can journey with us. We don't want to leave you on this journey on your own. There's people around you who can help you understand what that means further. Awesome. Why don't we stand together? And we're going to sing a song. This song is called Build My Life. Um, Because we believe that making an impact for God's kingdom, making an impact in our lives, we can only do so much on our own. But when we build our lives on Jesus, when we surf his wave, then we know that we can make an impact far beyond what we can see in our own strength. And so we're going to sing this song together. Um, But let's declare these words, right? If you're a Christian in this place, I want you to think about what are those areas that you can... um, give back to Jesus today. Maybe it means changing your perspective. Maybe remembering God's power. Maybe today it means making a stand. You know there's some areas in your life where you've laid down, where you've given up. Pray about those things. Or maybe it's saying, God, what's the wave that you want me to make? What's the impact you want me to have? Um, So while we sing this song, why don't you think about those things?